0: Welcome to Julie Lawton Living, featuring engaging conversations on creating the life, business, and luxury home of your dreams. With over 30 years of experience in the design-build industry, Julie has completed over 1,000 remodels and custom homes in Southern California and provides architecture, design, engineering, and general contracting as a unique one-stop shop for her clients. Let's join the conversation with our host, Julie Lawton. Well, Julie, it's great to be with you again today. Thanks,
1: David. Great to be here.
0: We're talking about pursuing your passions and doing what you love. So as you were growing up, and we've heard some really fun stories about things that you have excelled at as you were growing up. But I want to hear what helped you identify your true passions when you were growing up. And did you have any challenges or doubts along the way as you were exploring those passions?
1: Well, I did so many things when I was young because I was an artist. I could draw anything. I was drawing dogs and cats and horses, and then it turned into cars, and then that turned into mechanical engineering. And then I was the youngest certified life instructor, water safety instructor in Iowa at 14, and I was a lifeguard for four summers, and I taught swimming lessons. So I know I enjoyed teaching people and being in front of the group of people wanting to learn something. So I knew that teaching part was there. And then I was, you know, I played on the tennis team. I played on the golf team and I liked the challenge of the sports and the training that came with it. So it was constant, you know, perfecting the skill for golf. You know, I had a coach, so it's constant golf practice, constant. So I like the perfection of the art of doing something correctly. And, um, And then I um, played the drums, the piano, and the bass violin, but I didn't like the piano. So my piano teacher kicked me out because I wouldn't practice. So there. And then I played the violin and the bass violin. It was too heavy to carry to school and it hurt my fingers. So that was frustrating. But I don't know why I picked bass, but but I ended up with drums, which I play today. And I'm really good at that because it comes out of my hands. Like the music is in, I, I don't have to read music. It's just there. It just comes out of me. So it was easy to identify what I was good at. It made me happy. And I and there, there were the things I wasn't good at it that, that was frustrating me, so I just stopped doing them.
0: <laughs> so what I hear you saying is you tried a ton of different things. Like you oh, really... Yeah. And I assume your, uh, did your parents encouraged you to try all those things? Did they like mm-hmm. challenge you to do that? Or was that driven more by you?
1: No, my parents gave us... I would say it was like an opportunity, but for some reason... I wanted to play tennis. I wanted to play golf. My grandpa was at running the golf course at the time and gave us golf clubs. So I think he started that whole thing. And I played really good golf because I was kind of natural, a natural swing. So it was easy for me. Whereas my sister got more frustrated because her swing wasn't the same. So she didn't stick with it as much as I did, but, but she's better at piano and the violin and, you know, to this day, you know, so she excelled at the things I wasn't good at, which is weird. And she played boys baseball, which is kind of funny. And, uh, so we, it was, we, we, we didn't have soccer parents. I don't know they weren't pushy or driven, but they gave us the opportunity and we, we decided what we wanted to do. And so it was kind of neat because we kept busy every summer with activities and, it gave us a chance to explore what we were good at and not good at just like trying to decide what what's, what to major in in college it was so hard cuz i wanted was it music was it art was it architecture so i finally decided on architecture but it you know the, all those t- trying all these things really helped you know um define what I'm, what I was good at at an early age. And I feel kind of blessed that I was able to do all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of people struggle with societal pressure or expectations. Maybe it's from parents,
1: mm-hmm. friends,
0: culture. Um, did you feel like you, it, it sounds like you didn't have that from your parents, but uh-uh. did you, did you feel like you had those expectations or pressure from anybody else in your life?
1: No, it's funny because my mom and dad didn't ever say that you have to do this because you're a girl or you can't do this because you're a boy. So my sister played boys baseball. And I was I did archery shooting and there was only guys in the class. You know, I was an archery champion. My dad took me skeet shooting. I won that competition. All boys, we were never told we couldn't do something. So I think it's cuz my mom was forward thinking, of course, and it was the 60s. So thank God I didn't have parents that pushed me or pressured me, but we had natural talent. I mean, the music talent is in the family. The uh, athletic talent is in the family. So we were allowed to try everything. And and um, I think we were, we just decided, we just picked it. It wasn't like, you got to do this. No, we like, do you want to do this? And yeah. So we, we, we wanted to do it, but we were good at it. So that was the fun part. And, you know, I learned how to drive a backhoe and not a backhoe, what do you call it? A bobcat and pour concrete when I was 14 and helped my dad with landscape work and work the YCC youth, youth core thing where you have to wear construction clothes in the summer. It's 120 degrees and build stuff. So I did all that too. So it was fun.
0: <laughs> you know, as people get older and, you know, they start, wrestling with well i used to like to do this but then i got a job then i got you know married i had kids now i'm find myself 40 50 even 60 years old 70 years old and thinking man what happened to my passions in life what happened to the things that i loved doing before How how would you encourage people to begin to explore those again if they find themselves in the middle of midlife and not having any passions?
1: Well, I think a lot of people maybe got interrupted because they had to have a family or they had a job so they couldn't keep playing tennis. They couldn't keep playing golf. They couldn't keep doing their artwork. So they say, oh, I'll just do it when I retire. So that's not a good idea. I think you should go back to the things you were good at that you had a passion for and insert them into your life and make time for them because then you'll get the joy back because it's all about the joy of life because it's not always all about work, of course. But I like the fact that I can get out there and still swing in the golf club and, you know, do I don't play tennis as much anymore because I'm afraid I'm going to twist my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh i um do the golf and other things but you got to make the time for it because i think a lot of people get interrupted and they replace it with what someone else wants to do instead of what they want to do so don't forget what what works for you and not just don't give everything give everything away to you know to please someone else because mm-hmm. that's silly Yeah, you know? I,
0: I hear the differentiation between maybe passions or like it, that are more in that hobby category that mm-hmm. enliven us and get us excited versus mm-hmm. passion connected to maybe career or business. Mm-hmm. When it comes to career or business, something that I'm passionate about, how do I start to unlock that? How do I start to figure out I'm in a dead end job? M- maybe I'm making, uh, you know, six figures, maybe a couple times over, but I'm not passionate about it. how do i how do i how do I find my passion again in that area?
1: Well, then you point your direction somewhere else that excites your passion because if you're like a lawyer, maybe you're doing the wrong law maybe you need to do the law that helps people or if you're an architect, maybe you're working with the wrong you know it's maybe it's commercial and you want to work residential or vice versa. you just you, maybe you'd redirect the um course of what you're actually working on and who you're working with, Mm -hmm. because that's just a fine tuning of uh, what you're good at, but maybe you're in the wrong arena.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage people to think about the challenge of pursuing their passion in career and business versus financial responsibility? Maybe it's I'm in a job, but I really want to start this business. I want to start a business that does, you know, uh, gives tennis lessons, you know, perhaps, and right. uh, I want to move in that direction. But I'm not sure that it's financially responsible. How do you ha- how do you handle that?
1: Well, you get a job that you can make you money, and then and then plan ahead for for the job that. Can, um, that you enjoy because there's nothing wrong with doing a job that's not so horrible to make to get by. I mean, even I worked at a restaurant once that was kind of funny after I already did my whole career because I was building my business and there was no money in my bank to build my business. So I had to work at night to, to supply what I was doing during the day. So even I did something that was totally like out of my field of career. And um, but I did what I needed to do to build the enough client until i had enough clients to go on my own so there's nothing wrong with doing something for money you know
0: put a a pause on this conversation i want to hear more about this so (laughs) you this was when you started doing custom kitchens
1: Mm -hmm. when i moved to california i started with nothing i left new york in my career and all my friends i got an apartment and i rent a car and then i finally bought a car my grandma helped me and um I hadn't have any money to start my business. So I was w- working with clients here and there. And so I got a job at nighttime to pay the bills. And I worked in this restaurant, which is kind of funny because um, when I what that, restaurant, what it restaurant was, was it? it. Was, well, up. it was Romeo Cachina on Broadway, and then it was Sorrento Grill on um, next mm-hmm. to the chamber. And by working at those two restaurants, I got to meet every single person in Laguna Beach. So it was worked to my advantage because future clients were going to that restaurant. So it was kind of neat. And I learned how to run a restaurant and be a hostess. And I found the restaurant business fascinating because it's very similar to design because you're preparing a meal, people eat, and by the end of the evening, you know, you're know you done. So it's like a four-hour experience maximum, whereas my work is one-year experience. But it was kind of similar how you, you know, treat them and get them ready and sell them. And then, uh, you know, it's funny, but it's like a little mini version of the customer service we do, um, as designers builders, but it was fascinating. And I got to meet the people that I know today. So it was fun. And
0: so what I hear you saying is don't be afraid to do something outside of your passion in order to fund your passion.
1: Yeah. And it turned out my restaurant work was fun because, you know, I got to meet people. I, and then my personality came out because I didn't know I was just had that big of a personality because I was stuck in an office the first seven years of my career with architects in New York City. And I, you know, expressed myself at night socially, but I didn't know I had the sales side of me till I started doing the custom kitchens and then working in the restaurant business. And it was fascinating. And it kind of fine tuned my skills
0: once I am finding my passion and I'm trying to implement that in my career or in my entrepreneurial endeavor, how how would you say I would know if I'm on the right path? Like if I'm, I, how would I know that?
1: Well, you feel it and, and then everything starts to click. Then you start getting this thing called synergy. So people you need to work with or want to work with, it all starts to happen. It's weird because you're actually manifesting it every day what you want because hopefully you're writing it down, you're setting goals and you're dreaming and projecting what you want to do, which is called manifestation. And then once you manifest, it will it will happen. If you stay on course, it will happen, you know it's that's guaranteed.. Mm-hmm. So
0: some of our listeners are parents of elementary school kids, middle school kids, high school kids, maybe even college kids. What advice would you give them in trying to support their children in identifying and pursuing their own passions?
1: Well, see if they're good at art. See if they're good at numbers. See if they're good at the computer. There's all kinds of ways to give them a a project to explore what they're good at. Some kids it just comes out; they draw everything. Other kids are like Mister Miss Computer Miss Computer Wiz. Their brain; they're really good at math. The other ones want to be you know, uh, actor, they want to, you know, they're constantly dressing up. They're constantly role playing. They're doing all this stuff early on. So, you know, let them continue with that and, you know, help them continue with th- th- that. But if they don't know what they want, have them try a few things. Cause that's how you learn what you're good at or what you hate or what you're bad at. I mean, I got kicked out of piano lessons. I didn't care. I thought it was the best day of my life. I didn't like that teacher. <laughs> <laughs> She was mean. <laughs> oh, well, I uh, love
0: I love what you said. Your parents did by just giving lots of freedom and lots of options. Oh, yeah, to try, a lot lots of choices, of things.
1: A lot of choices and no barriers. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. No, you have to be like a girly girl or something. No, none of that crap. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. We had, and I grew up with my mom's two younger brothers, so there was boys around all the time and. We learned to be tough because they taught us, you know, how to act and how to behave around our peers, and you know. So we learned from the parents a lot of coaching from the parents. But I had it around my my mom's family too because my mom's oldest at twelve, so we had a lot of people helping us. So that made a huge difference.
0: All right, what's one last word of wisdom that you want to share with listeners regarding pursuing their passion?
1: Uh, just get out there and do it, but. It really is identify what makes you happy and don't cover that up. Don't lie about it. Don't, you know, don't be afraid. Just, you know, fly your flag, your color, whatever it is, do what makes you happy. And then everybody else that's supposed to be around you and supporting you will automatically. Because once you're true to yourself, it all comes, all falls into place.
0: Love it. All right. Hey, and if you're listening, of course, check out our other episodes on Julie Lawton Living. You can check those out at julielawtonliving.com or any of the major podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, all the episodes are there. And feel free on Apple Podcasts to leave a review as well. We would love to to be able to uh, hear what you are thinking about on the, about the show. And we'll even read it on the air. If you leave a good review, right?
1: We'll read it. Right, Julie? Yes, we will. I I look at everything. I'm constantly on my phone. Don't be, yeah, I really am.
0: (laughs) All right. Hey, and be sure to follow Julie Lawton on all of the uh, social media platforms as well. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We would love to connect with you there. So great to be with you, Julie.
1: Thank you very much, David. See you. See you next time.
0: We hope you enjoyed the conversation today and we encourage you to follow Julie Lawton Design Build on all social media platforms so that you can get a behind-the-scenes look at Julie's life and leadership as she designs and builds beautiful custom homes. All the links are in our show notes available at julielawtonliving.com or by swiping up on your phone now. See you next time on Julie Lawton Living.